Welcome to D3 Nation, now don't you change the station, oh lord knows it has just begun. We're talking all the motivation from years of dedication, discovering who's number one. The fight is never done, you gotta dig down inside for who you're destined to be. The war is never won, so talk it out with your host, Gennaro and Division three wrestling fans, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I hope you've been enjoying the episodes since the end of the 2023 season. And um, we got a great guest on today. We got we're going big. We're going big today. Um, he wrestles big. He's a big guy. And uh, we're going out to Iowa. He's just coming off a great weekend. He is a U23 Greco-Roman world team member. Um, multiple time All-American for the Cohawks out at Co. And uh, I'm talking about Caleb Reeves. So uh, thanks for joining the show today, man. And I'm sure you're kind of still on a high from this past weekend. So we can obviously start there. Um, you know, you kind of blitzed that bracket. You came in as the two seed, um, wrestled the one seed in the finals. And, uh, you know, but you left no doubt. So let's talk about Geneva, Ohio, the U23 trials and everything. And obviously, congrats on a great career at Co. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on as well. Um, yeah, this weekend, it's kind of surreal for me. It's kind of been a, you know, a life goal of mine is making a world team. It's been one of the reasons I came to Co. was um, the reassurance with Coach O that I'd continue to uh, be able to develop my not just my folks out, but my Greco as well to get to the point where I am now. And uh, it's been made pretty apparent, I think. Um, so I was actually, I came in as the two seed for this tournament because the guy that I wrestled in the finals actually beat me uh, two years ago uh, at U23s as well. I've had some success there. I got um, fourth my, my first time at U23s and then fourth my second time. Then last year I was out for injury. And then this one, I came back, um, had trained pretty hard and uh, obviously had um, the success that I wanted. So yeah, it's pretty surreal. Um, I'm pretty, you know, excited for the opportunity to be able to wrestle on the world team. So, yeah. So, um, it looked actually uh, the Greco brackets sometimes are hit or miss for U23s, uh, just because of like participants. But it looks like you actually had a pretty big bracket. Um, mm -hmm. but uh, you didn't spend too much time on the mat, which is kind of how you wrestled folk style too. You like those big moves. You got a lot of pins. Um, so what, what was really clicking for you? Uh, when you get into your body lock that you really like, or, um, you were just, uh, just in a really good groove this past weekend. Um, I think a lot of it has been, um, I've been training with some pretty high level guys, um, being able to be, you know, be able to work with guys who have done this before. Like obviously coach O, um, was really good on the Greco world scene and that kind of stuff. And then being able to build off of the things that I do in season. So I'm, um, I particularly like the double overs double overhooks and that's where i get a lot of my um my quick pins from is that uh guys like the body lock and i feel really really comfortable with double overhooks and I, i'll send it over right away so it's been one of those things like it's been a gradual build to where i'm at now but i feel like now like i'm really starting to get the greco part of it i've always been a thrower i've, I've I like the big moves i like going big um but it, now it's making that connection to because greco is a lot more than just throws there's a yeah. lot more that goes into it and that kind of stuff and so um for me it, it, that transit like i had to learn that myself like I've, I've had my fair share of greco success but 
it was because I was just a thriller. Like now I feel like I'm really becoming a Greco wrestler. Yeah. Talk, talk about that progression too. And especially for the listeners here, um, actually division three does really well on the Greco scene. Uh, Ryan Epps um, from Augsburg is wrestling at final X. Um, There's been a few guys from Augsburg compete for Minnesota storm um, Mm -hmm. that do really well, but talk about, uh, the Greco-Roman wrestling, because honestly, for a lot of fans, especially not just Division Three fans, but wrestling fans in general, they don't really know Greco is not that big in the U.S., so they don't know what they're watching. I, I wrestle a little bit of Greco, so I, I kind of get like how important parterre is, the positioning, um, you know, work in the zone. Like, there's so many techniques to it, but maybe you know, for you, just explain like what really clicked in your heads like wow i i can't just be throwing people out here like it's a lot a little more tactical than people think Mm -hmm. a lot of it is um there's a lot more that goes into pressure than everybody thinks like everybody thinks you just kind of push real hard and then one person pushes too hard you kind of just throw them and that's it um there's a lot more that goes into there's a lot more footwork there's a lot more like there's a lot more than just grabbing a guy and throwing him like you can i when you wrestle a really high level greco guy this is one of the problems that i had when i first like started getting that feel from high level guys, you are overwhelmed in the hand fight. You can't, it's, it's something you can't keep up with. Greco, Greco really, really gives guys like a sense of a high level hand fight. I think that's one thing that's really transitioned from my Greco to my folk style is that like high level, just being able to get your hands on a guy, get your feet working and that kind of thing. So a lot of people just see like two guys kind of pushing up against each other and every once in a while a throw happens and stuff like that. But there's a lot of, um being one step ahead like the footwork the niches of like um being able to push you know push certain angles get into your position that kind of stuff because in greco a fraction of being uh, just being uncomfortable in a little position can honestly cost you a whole match or um you know you being out of position just a little bit can get you pushed out of bounds that kind of stuff there's a lot of of little intricacies that are really important for greco which um, it's, it's hard to see if you haven't like competed it or if you haven't like done it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, um, I feel like that's like a lot for a lot of combat sports, like mm-hmm. people like, like gra- grappling and jujitsu is getting more popular now, but like, if you're not in that field, like if you're watching, you're like, I, I don't understand why people aren't getting submitted or, you mm-hmm. know, so there's a, there combat sports are tough, especially if you're not in that particular style, but honestly it, it transitioned well for you. And, um, it really transitioned well for you too in folk style. I think um, you brought that to the table really well, and you kind of exploded onto the scene the, your final two years at Co. Um, before we kind of get into your folk style and, and college, um, I, I kind of want to talk, talk about Co. You guys do a great job of competing in the off season. You guys had a lot of cohorts there, um, wrestling under uh, the club. And, um, so that had to be pretty cool to see, you know, be with your teammates one more time, you know, cause you know, you just finished your, your career. So how was that being out there? I know a lot of, you had a lot more guys in the freestyle scene, but just being out there with a bunch of your teammates had to be pretty cool. Um, I think, the, um, in many of the more recent years, we've gotten guys to continue to like grow in the off season. Cause it, it's hard, you know, it, your college students, life happens, like you got your jobs and that kind of stuff. But the biggest thing that Coach O like kind of stressed um, going like as the season was ending was like like you don't want to lose the opportunities that that the summer can provide you in terms of getting better. So though some guys may not think of it like make like as like making the world team like I do, a lot of these guys just want to go out there and really like really you know test their metal. You know they want they want to wrestle the best guys because U twenty three is like 
you're going to see the D1 guys. You're going to see the absolute studs out there. And so, you know, we trained really hard that off season. Those captain's practices have been really high level and really great. And, you know, then you have a fair, fair share of guys who feel like they're ready to compete. And, uh, you know, you saw some success, some of those guys out there. There's a lot of things to build off of it. And it's pretty exciting because those, those young guys have some serious potential. I think that um, if you go back and watch their matches, it's made pretty apparent that they have the they have great potential to be super, super good on the folk style scene and some of them even on the freestyle Greco scene. Yeah, it's always fun to kind of go through um, and see, you know, the Division three names out there and, you know, having success. There, there was some success, especially on the freestyle side. Uh, Hayden Brown placed at 70 kilograms. Uh, I know the Warburg... Uh, Masoma, the 197 national champ, Masoma Dean, um, he was in the quarters, lost in the blood round, I think. But still, like, I mean, guys were showing out. So that that's pretty cool to kind of wear that D3 on your chest and uh and get it going. But um, but yeah, turn turning attention back to back to you now. Um, what's the what's the game plan for you moving forward? Also, you have the U23 World Championships, you have the Olympic gear coming up. Do you how many Olympic cycles do you want to train for? Um and uh, what, what's your kind of your senior level outlook look like? Um, so one of those things, like it, it, it with, it's weird with the Olympic scene because you, you really don't know how many, like you, I, like, I, I couldn't tell you how many I want to compete through, how many cycles I want to go through. Um, off the top of my head, I can tell you at least two, you know, I'm young, I'm only 22. So I've got, I've got plenty of time on the scene and it's nice having like Coach O, for example, like Coach O's done this. He's been on, he's been through the the Olympic scenes and he's been pretty good at like giving me a gauge. Like the one thing he keeps repeating to me, it's like five-year plan. Like you want to have these next five years really, really dedicated to your training, really, really working hard. Um, but make it a precedent, like make it the most, one of the most important things you're doing right now, these next five years, if you really are dedicated to making this world team, making this Olympic team, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, there's that emphasis, at least on the next two cycles, from there, we'll kind of see. Um, I mean, I'm going to try to compete as, ma- as many things as they'll give me. Like, obviously, now um, stepping on to the higher level scene, I think that I'm, I'm a little more visible to uh, to the the powers that be in the Greco department. So I'm hoping that they uh, are. I'm already going to a couple camps for them. They want me to train over the summer with them a little bit. Um, hopefully they uh, give me the opportunity to wrestle overseas a little more, like really, really get that taste for the the, the world level Greco. It's one of those things I love to compete. I, I, I want to compete as much as I can. I want to, I really want to test my medal, see where I get better, that kind of stuff. So whatever opportunities they'll give me, I'd like to continue. Um, and we'll just kind of see from there. Is the game plan to kind of stay around in Cedar Rapids and train train out of uh, the code room still, maybe help with coaching? Do you see yourself maybe moving to a different training facility? Um, as of right now, um, I I'm pretty live live and breathe co. Um, co okay. Is be a lot of opportunities. So um, staying around co. Um, big game is really close, and there's um, been some whispers about maybe an RTC maybe being run out of there eventually that kind of stuff. Uh, Brandon Marshall's around the area. He's a really high level Greco guy that um, lives around here. Um, we've been doing some training together. Um, but I mean, I've got a lot of the things that I need right here. And, you know, with the opportunities that I'm being provided now, there may be an opportunity to, to do that kind of stuff. But as of this moment, I'm pretty live and breathe Cedar Rapids and Co. That's awesome. I love the loyalty. That That's great. And obviously, yeah, they do a great job out there. I know they have a lot of alumni that kind of 
stick around and help coach there too. So it just speaks to the volumes of the program itself. But, um, you know, 130 kilograms, that's a pretty big weight class. What, what are you weighing? Um, are you, are you, are you getting close to that? Are you kind of in the middle? Where, where are you at, uh, weight class wise? Um, um, I, so I actually, at the beginning of the wrestling season, I was pretty heavy. Um, I, I was coming off surgery, so I was pretty big. So during the season, I was like all of 285 and then it started to progress lower and lower. So by nationals, I was like 270 and now I'm sitting like 260, like the weight keeps just dipping down now. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of crazy. I really tried to bulk up like uh coach. I was like, Hey, how much you weigh? And I'm like, ah, 260. Like you need to be eating more and say all this stuff. <laughs> Which is true, and so I bulked up a little bit. I think the um that way, and I weighed like two sixty nine or two sixty eight. Okay, so I'll sit on the heavier end of two sixty, but that's because I'm eating breakfast and drinking two Gatorades. The coach doesn't yell at me. There you go, there you go. Um, and uh, before G jumps in here and kind of talks about this past season and your college career, um, what's your prediction for uh heavyweight at Final X this coming weekend? Um, I'm thinking Colton Schultz. I don't know if, I, if for those of you who watched the um the the U.S. Open, the final there, um, he's looking like a completely different guy right now than um than the first time that Kuhn wrestled Schultz at Final X. Um, he's looking real dominant. I think that um a lot of the college wrestling has finally kind of kicked in for him, and you know Kuhn's coming off of you know he was in the NFL for a little bit, so he's been coming off of uh, whatever he's been doing. Um, you know, if it, it, I'm assuming he's been training pretty hard, but as, as of from what I've seen, Schultz is looking pretty dominant right now. Yeah, he is. It's going to be a great match. Uh, I, I want to say you are correct. He was, um, doing the NFL scene for a little bit and now he is back training at Michigan full time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, it should be fun. I'll, you know, I'm, I'm pretty blessed that final X is right here in New Jersey. So I'll be check, checking out that scene this weekend. It should there should be a lot of good matches, but um, but yeah, G, what, what's uh, let's jump into the college uh, college season and and his career. Yeah, so it's funny, you know, you've been speaking on Co and the loyalty in there and stuff. We're, through the recruiting scene, were you like strictly thinking Co? I mean, you had a very successful high school career in Iowa. Usually, that gets a lot of eyes on you uh, in recruiting. But uh, like Anthony said, Co is a very good program in Iowa. I was just curious about that. Um, and so Co wasn't the first option right away. I think the first option for me was like, and, and it's space for a lot of guys. Like you want to go D one really bad because you see like the D one wrestling scene is, is electric. And it was one of those things I never thought about D three because I just, in my mind, I was D one, D one, D one. And I came from a small school. My graduating class was less than 40 kids. I mean, okay. just above 40, but, um, when I went and took my visits to D1 schools, I just saw the sheer size. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to just be another name in a school. Like I want to, I want to be a name and a face. Like I want people to be able to know me on, on my campus. I want to, mm-hmm. you know, I want to be known for more than just wrestling ultimately. And so when I was taking my D1 visits, I realized like big schools aren't exactly the way I want to go, but I also want to compete at wrestling at a high level. And so uh, Coach O actually came up and talked to me at, um, at Freestyle Greco State, and I was wrestling for Eastern Iowa, which at the time was ran by, uh, was t- ran by Terry Brands and, and Coach Kelly and Joey Slayton and Matt McDonough. Um, and so a lot of Iowa guys, and they had mentioned, they were like, Coach O's a great heavyweight coach. Like Coach O's is, is, a, is a guy you should talk to. 
And honestly, at the time when I first saw him, I was terrified. I was like, oh, no, not a chance. Coach O is a scary looking dude. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and so I didn't go talk to him. And uh, then actually at so, um, back when the U23s and stuff were in Ohio um, and, and um, at Akron, uh, I, uh, I wrestled for Mark Ryland a little bit in the summer wrestling and stuff. And again, another Iowa guy. Um, I was there uh, wrestling with like Nelson Brands and those guys. Like we brought a van over to Ohio and uh, and the co guys were there and and Mark's like you're gonna go talk to him. So Mark Ryland made me go talk to Coach O and stuff. And I really kind of it stuck right away. Like Coach O just his the way he was, the way he talked about everything, and then obviously like with my my love for like co and stuff really grew pretty quick actually. And the thing was there was a constant reassurance that like I could continue to work at like being a Greco wrestler as well. Cause I've always wanted to be a high level Greco guy. Um, but the other schools really never like, they always like mentioned like, yeah, we can do this stuff. We can do that stuff. But like Co and Coach O, Coach O in particular is like, we will make you a world team member. Like we can do that. We can make you a national champ. Like we, we will do that for you. Like you, we want to make that happen for you. And so, I mean, I pretty much my love for Co sparked right away. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's funny. So you were thinking D1, D1, which is good. You know, a lot of high-level guys think that, but, uh, you know, sometimes um, finding the right spot for you, and it seems like you definitely hit the spot there at Co. So when you when you went into Co, obviously, uh, was was that when COVID was just starting? Or were so you- I, I would have been the year before that. So I, um, I came to Co. I graduated in 2018. Okay. Uh, so I wrestled the, those first two years. So that first year, um, we had a normal regional and stuff. And that next year, we had a, we was going to be in Cedar Rapids, and we um, Co was hosting it. So we set up all the mats and stuff. And then literally that next morning, they're like, "It's canceled." So then we had to put everything, put pack everything, and put everything away. So <laughs> I at least had a, 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 a technically like a two years of normal before uh, before COVID hit. But yeah. Before like all that stuff kind of happened, I got you. So uh, talk about, you know, coming onto the college scene. How was that transition for you? Um, you know, obviously these last two years, you, you really had great years, but uh, it seemed like you were kind of working through it a little bit before you had your big seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it was like, I was not, I wasn't a naturally heavyweight. Um, I was, I was 182, 182, 195, 220 in high school. Okay. And um, what, like I said, my senior year is when Coach O really started to recruit me, and I, and I committed. I think, think about halfway through the year there. Um, but it was one of those things that Coach O was like, "You're going to be a heavyweight. Like, like start working to bulk up." And even then, I stepped in my freshman year, and I was like 240. I wasn't very big. Um, a lot of the heavyweights are more filled out, more mature. So I was back and forth with um, with our guy Brendan Cooper for the spot, and Cooper had, had some pretty good success at heavyweight. Um, he had beaten some pretty good ranked guys and that kind of stuff. And obviously, we're in a tough conference, so we had you know he had some tough matches and stuff. But he got hurt, so I had to completely step in for the second half of the year, and I could just kind of see the gap that was there. And but the thing is, was there was, there was constant reassurance from Coach O, like we're going to keep getting better, we're going to keep working, like we got things to do. Um, and we were, you know, I worked pretty dang hard for those next two years and it really started to show my junior senior year. Um, and that's where you can kind of see the success that I've had in those past two years, but it was, it was definitely a rough start. 
I think for a lot of young guys, it's a rough start. Cause I mean, it, it's, it, college is a, is a rough scene. You have some high level guys, you've got some, you know, more mature physically, you know, that kind of stuff, especially at heavyweight. That's where you see the most trans, you see the most physically mature guys is the heaviest weight class. You know, you really see the difference between a young gun and the, in the, in the big dog. And so I had to bridge that gap fairly quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you're starting freshman at 84, 97 heavyweight, that's a tough way to be starting that. Just not to defy, does you know, how good or not good you are just wrestling men pretty much. And you're still kind of a kid kind of growing to your body. So you feel like growing into your body, kind of more figure out how to wrestle heavyweight. Cause even 220 wrestling 220 in high school, it, it's not a great transition sometimes for, for heavyweights. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a sense of maturity in it. There's um that we always talk about it um, like amongst us heavyweights that like there's like a prime age and where you're like physically just going to be the most mature of over these over those young guys and and it's and we talk about because we have some young heavyweights that are real big, they're real big guys, they're super athletic, but it's one of those things like it's a maturity thing too for as much as it is like skill level and that kind of stuff. So so growing into the weight obviously kind of gave you more confidence stuff Did, can you think that anything else that kind of stuck out to you what's really made you you know kind of have just great stretch of wrestling for yourself um i think i think a big thing for me was like i came from um from a really small school i didn't get the partners that i that i um that would have really really made me grow eastern iowa offered a lot too which was nice but like I wasn't getting the super, super, super like high level college athletes like I was like I was a co, and um, that was another thing too. Is like we had some great guys in the room for me to continue to work with. A lot of uh, good alum that would come in and work with me. Um, that had their success. Obviously, Coach O himself was a, was obviously a super good college heavyweight. But there was not only the sense of like having good partners, but building off of what I had been successful with in high school. And that was one, that's one thing that Coach O emphasizes. There's not like a specific way that they, that we wrestle here at Co. It's build off of what you were good at. It's build off of things you've had success with. And um, and, and um, obviously Coach Gatto and Coach O are, are super good wrestling minds and they can continue to help you build whatever you're good at. For example, like, I did. I took think. I think we calculate. I think I took five shots in my entire college career, um, but I was, I was I wasn't a leg attack guy. And so Coach O helped me help help me develop it. He he always emphasized like your underhook and your snap down for headlocks. Those are your leg attacks. Those are your shots. Make that your go to. So just that emphasis of like building what I've been good at, you know, since high school and and continuing to grow there has been really important for my growth. Yeah, Caleb, good. can you? Can you, uh, yeah, I just want to, so you mentioned Coach O and Coach Gao. Can you, uh, who else uh, makes up the co-coaching staff? Because I, like I said, I know you have a lot of like local, you have Jan Rosenberg. He's from New Jersey. He was a yeah. All-American at Co. He's still there. So um, you guys have a pretty big coaching staff. So who, who else makes up the, the co-staff for you guys? Um, Josh Gerke, um, he was a, a, a national champion in the COVID year. Brock Henderson comes in a lot. Um, Topher Carton, he has the job at Platteville now, but he was obviously coaching Topher a little bit. Awesome guy. I love him to death. Um, all of those guys, they're all really close. And that's the thing is like you mentioned, like a lot of them are co-alum, just co-alum will come in all the time. Jan comes in all the time. He's got a busy schedule, like working at the hospital and stuff. It comes in all the time working with our guys. It's um coach thompson kane thompson has um, been a really good asset as well um he, he was coaching at high, uh, high school he's coaching at um, prairie 
and now he's coaching here at Co. And like he's a super super wise wrestling mind, but just a lot of Co. alum that have had not they've had success on and off the mat, which has been important. Like there's an emphasis on wrestling, but there's also an emphasis of just having the right mindset of approaching life, and a lot of those guys offer that too, which is great because like I said, these guys have had success at Co. as wrestlers, but also as as like students, and they've had it as as adults and they they've had it there like you know they they are able to guide you on the right path everywhere that's one of the reasons like i love co so much but our staff is super large and mostly alum which is pretty nice cool go ahead no just kind of before we kind of transition to into uh your last year and you know how you had a great run at nationals and stuff like that um obviously one of the big things at co you know you guys are in a great wrestling state but also great conference um and one of the toughest regions you know i think in d3 um so kind of talk about that how 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 you guys project that out through the year you know is it like you know you kind of circle the dates down when you're wrestling like a warburg or loris something like that or it's just kind of you know another event for you um, i think it kind of depends on on the athlete i think um that's another thing like we're pretty individualized like do what you need so for example like me i just love wrestling high level competition like i want to wrestle the good guys um and i get excited for it like i'm not necessarily stressed or worried about it i just i just want to go out there and wrestle and like and do what i can but some guys are more worried about that kind of stuff but it's one of those things like i think if you if you focus too much on the competition you 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 stress more about competing well than just wrestling your best like you 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 stress about beating this guy rather than i'm going to give it everything i've gotten and if you don't you know if, if you freeze up because you, you you've got a big match you you, you lose you know you, you, it's it's important these guys are good um every you know everybody in our conference is good and there's nobody you really should look over so there's never really like circle duels every once in a while like obviously like our rivalry with cornell is one of those ones that everybody just kind of said yeah, that's you know, cool and then with warburg and stuff like obviously like there's that sense of, of like competition but it's never like a, i need to be ready for the regionals. it's always like we want to win the duel you know we, we want to we want to be the best in our conference as a team the individual stuff kind of comes as you know as the year goes on your individual workouts your individual practices that kind of stuff no, yeah, that's well said. Uh, sometimes, you know, if you overthink it, that's when you don't perform. So uh, I just always think it's, you know, very cool. They always, I always follow that conference, follow that region, always super tough. There's a lot of guys, a lot of good guys that get left home. You know, you got to really be on your A game that weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, before Anthony kind of goes to the tournament, I, I did see a crazy stat after the season. And I really didn't look into it. So it's cool we were interviewing today. I think it said 79 of your like, 90 wins in college were by pin is that so so the so the co-stat the one that coach gatto gave me um i i my one of my things coming into co was like i wanted the pin record so i wanted the the season okay. pin record and i wanted the overall pin record so according to coach gatto i don't know i um he's the statistician on all this stuff all i had right. i had 105 college wins out of my 105 college wins i had 88 balls <laughs> That's insane. So is that the record I'm guessing at Co? Did yes, you get it? Yeah, I so I broke the record um my junior year, I believe, and then I just kind of building off of it. Nice. What was did you get the single season record too? Yeah, so I think my single season record before I think was like 32 and I broke it with like 36, I think. There Something you go. Pinning machine, love it. All right, go ahead, Ant. 
Dang, who had 32? Who had 32 pins? Um, I would have to look. I should probably go look it up real quick. Um, but it, it, the thing is, is like back in the day, they had way more matches in a season than we did. Yeah. Um, so that yeah, was you, like, you also had the COVID, the COVID years too took away from your numbers. Yeah. Dang, but I mean, that's insane. Over, I mean, over, over 30 pins is crazy to think about, but, um, but yeah, but as you, as you're looking for that, I'll just, obviously, um, great, great senior season this year. Um, you finished as a national runner up, uh, but you had a, like a late start to this year. You talked about earlier in this podcast that you were coming back from, from injury. So was the game plan kind of always to kind of just get a hundred percent and then, and then let it rip where you. I don't know when your first, when your debut was. Was it second semester this year or national duels? When did you? It was national duels. Okay. Typically, a lot of those a lot of those schools bring up the A game for sure for national duels. So, so you start in January. Was that a little weird for you after you know being? I mean, the college season's so long, um, and you had three years for it. I guess the COVID year was a little bit shortened, obviously, for you, but. How how was that? I mean, obviously you had the game plan, but coming in January, how did you feel? You know, just wrestling one semester. Um, I mean, it was it was nerve wracking. Um, so what happened was is that, and the reason that I was off the mat is because I actually I couldn't wrestle. So I tore my ACL at the U.S. Open that last year. Um, okay. I, I I ended up tearing it that like second match. I wrestled the rest of the tournament because I didn't know. You know, when you've never tore your ACL, you don't know what it feels like. So I wrestled. Uh, I wrestled the whole tournament and. Uh, I came back. I went. I tried to do another. I tried to do a couple practices, and I just, I just, it wouldn't. It wasn't stable. I, so I went and looked at it. It told me I tore my ACL, so I had surgery um, just at the beginning of of May. And the, so I actually had a thing. No, maybe it was June. I think it might have been early June. But uh, I was off for you know they they say the minimum date month, but they. Uh, they said that we could hopefully make it back in six. So I uh, continue to do a lot of rehab and that kind of stuff. A lot of, a lot of sitting and watching practices, which drove me absolutely nuts. Cause like I said, I love to wrestle. Like I just love to get on the mat and compete. And so I just, I was doing as much as I could. And I had like, I think two weeks on the mat before, uh, before national duels. So I had, um, it worked, you know, trying to get my conditioning up in those two weeks and then sent to the national duels. Wow. That's crazy. Um, but also it was a great game plan. Um, you, you were, you were on fire, you wrestled great. Um, and you kind of came into the fold with, uh, a pretty, a pretty stacked weight class. I would say heavyweight, um, was pretty, pretty loaded, um, coming into the year. 184 was also pretty stacked, but then, uh, the national champ, uh, didn't actually end up competing from Mount St. Joe's Beecham. He was supposed mm-hmm. to go up at 84 too, which wouldn't be a tougher. So I think heavy, was the deepest it's probably ever been. It was a fun weight class. Typically, you know, when heavyweights come on the mat, um, you know, people aren't sticking around to watch, but these matches were crazy. And, uh, you know, a match I was obviously really looking forward to was your semifinal match, which was a rematch from your quarterfinals from your junior year. So you, you definitely were fired up to wrestle that one. And, uh, I remember I was sitting next to my parents um and i'm like i'm like watch this match someone's getting pinned in the first period like i know <laughs> i know it's gonna happen um and it it was a great match i think you gave up the first takedown and then and then and then you flipped the flip the cards and, and pinned them so that talk about that match that rematch and uh get into the national finals yeah so um 
I honestly, I, so I had heard, I had heard of, of, of King a couple times. Um, he was in my, actually in my U23 bracket when I got fourth that year. Um, I think he ended up getting like fifth or sixth or something. So I had heard the name before. I knew he was a big dude. Um, but going into that quarterfinal match, I was, I was pretty nerved up. I, you know, it was one of those things like I was, I was a guy that was, could have been, I, I saw myself winning it. Uh, obviously a lot of people, um, predicted that I had a pretty high chance of winning it and that kind of stuff. So I really psyched myself out because it's one of the first times I really felt like, like I had the, the, the chance to win this tournament. So mm-hmm. going into that match, I was, you know, overthinking way too much. Like we talked about earlier, I was more worried about you know, making the finals than I was about every individual match. And it really caught up to me when I had locked, you know, I went to go body lock him and he pinned me. So, um, and then I actually wrestled him. He was my, um, he was actually my first match back this entire season. I wrestled in the national duels and he beat me pretty bad, actually. Um, uh, like I said, he, 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 I think he ended up, he pinned me, but I think he might've been beating me like 10 to one or 10 to two. He uh, wow. got on top and he cranked me over and over and over again. And like I said, I wasn't confident really in my knee then. Um, and so he just hit that that bottom leg turk and he just continually put me on my back and then eventually, eventually pinned me. But, you know, as the year went on, my confidence got higher. I felt like I um, was, you know, just ready to go. And so, you know, this this last the run at Nationals, um, and the first thing in my head was just, I'm going to take it one match at a time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it everything I got. Whatever happens, happens. You know, I'm just thankful for the opportunity to be back on the map. Um, and so going into that semifinals match, I just was like, all mm-hmm. right, let's go. I've, I've been, I've put in the time. Let's see how it goes and let her rip. So he got that first takedown. Um, like I said, he's real strong. So like, he, he, yeah, he, yeah. On top of, I finally got up. I was like, all right, I know right now. He's gonna try to. He's gonna be able to squeeze me, put me back down. But I know he thinks that he's gonna be able to do that. So I'm gonna go for my double overs, my go-to right away. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, we'll move forward. So I turn around because I'm pretty good at like when I stand up, I'll just like whip around and I'll and I'll grab that overhook right away, and then I'll just yeah. transition yeah. double and I'll go for it. So I get the one in, and he turns and he goes to go pick me up. My feet come off the ground. So for a second, I'm like, all right. The moment my feet touch the ground, I have to send it. So the moment my teeth, my my feet touch the ground. I just pop my hips and throw him. He goes right to his back. And from there, I, I, it was pretty tight. So I knew that um, I was either going to pin in there or time was going to run out. But in my head, I was like, I was already thinking about the next thing that was going to happen if I didn't pin him. Because like I said, like he, uh, he was a serious, he was the biggest threat for me in the back of my head. Because like, like I said, he had beat me twice already. I knew he was real strong. He was uh, um, Obviously, he knows who I am. So he knows what I'm looking for. He knows what I'm going for. And uh I mean, overall, he just was a super good competitor. Um, it was it was nice to be able to compete with him the times that I did. And we knew we talked a little bit before my finals match and stuff. He just great guy. Yeah, for sure. Great, great athlete. Again, um, again, making that weight class just extremely deep. Uh, you know, and then um and then you had the re the returning national finals at 197. He went on a bulk season and he was all all bit of 250 in the finals. And um that's that's a tough matchup, you know. Uh, he was pretty tall, lanky. He's good on top, and uh, there was a couple of scrambles where I, you know, you know, one little position you might come out on top and catch him on his back, but he was able to, to squirm out. So, um, mm-hmm. just talk about how that match match unfolded, and um, you know, kind of like obviously, you know, your thoughts about after it. 
Uh, I mean, obviously it sucks, you know, the goal yeah. is to win a national title, falling short, you know, it happens. But, you know, I, when people ask me about that match, uh, I, the first thing I say is he wrestled the perfect match. I mean, he he won all the scrambles. He wrestled, I mean, obviously he's a really tough competitor. It was, it was a great match. And, and for as much as it sucks losing, like, I'm glad I had that match. Like, I'm glad that, you know, like I said, he's, he's a great competitor, great guy. Um, you know, it was nice to... Uh, to just be able to throw myself out there. You know, like I said, I just was thankful to be able to compete in the tournament. Competing in the finals is absolutely electric. It was super awesome. You know, um, I felt like there was a couple of positions where if I really, you know, was a little tighter than this or a little better here, um, I could have finished the match. Coach O has talked about it a couple of times. Like, um, I'm pretty good at that roll through when I have the head and the arm. Mm-hmm. I roll back over top. I hit it right off the rip uh, about like 30 seconds in the match. And I really felt like if I had just had his head a little tighter, I could have popped him over and pinned him right there. But other than that, I mean, like I said, he wrestled the perfect match. He was, um, you know, really good on top. I did never feel comfortable on bottom. I don't spend much time on bottom. And he, I think I spent the most time I had spent all year, probably ever in um, in the past two years uh, on bottom that match. Because like I said, he was, he was really overwhelming, really good. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it was, um, pretty fun i hadn't seen him all year i'd watched him once at national duels i really didn't even i I knew he was returning from national finalist from 197 but other than that i really didn't know anything so yeah going all right let's give it everything i got see how it goes and like i said that wasn't my match but all the power to him he's super super you know like i said super good match for him probably the best he could have wrestled yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I remember seeing him early on because we, we had traveled out to the CUW Open and Wabash was there. And I was just impressed at how, how much he grew into uh, heavyweight, you know, in one off season, being from 197 to heavyweight. And um, yeah, again, extremely good on top. And, you know, he beat King in the regional finals the same way. I think King took him down. But then once health got on top it was uh it was a totally different match i think he actually took top against king too and rode him out with that mm-hmm. wrist ride but but yeah that situation you're talking about that it was almost like a head pinch you had like on him where i was like oh man that's like a lot of weight but uh but yeah he did a good job it, it was a really fun match i was really like i said all those heavyweight matches from quarterfinals all the way to the finals i was i was really looking forward to obviously our heavyweight was in the bracket too so yep. um just from the scouting and stuff i was doing i was like man this is this is impressive whoever got on the podium this year at heavyweight really earned it for sure mm-hmm. um, yeah it was it was definitely super deep I, it, you know it was one of those things like going in know, knowing every match was going to be tough was honestly exciting for me like i said i like wrestling the best competition i want i want the big matches i want the i want the good guys um, just because I want to, you know, I want to test myself against these guys. I've been working my butt off and I want to see, you know, where I compare with these guys. So knowing every match is going to be tough was for as much as it was nerve wracking. Like it, it was a little bit, I was just way more excited to be able to wrestle in a really, really tough bracket. Awesome. Well, um, as we, as we kind of close out here, uh, you know, how can people, you know, follow your journey now as you get ready to kick off your Greco career? Um, obviously, you'll be competing in the U23 World Championships, which are in Finland. So, um, yeah, so how can people follow follow you along? Um, well, first of all, you can follow my socials. That's a thing. Um, <laughs> right. It's pretty easy to find me. I've got a pretty uh, pretty strange last name, I guess, except for other accounting of that. Um I mean, other than that, I mean, it's keep your ear out for for Greco senior level tournaments because I'm going to be in as many as I can be. Um, 
I, you know, to keep it up with the co guys, I'm hoping to coach uh, co, um, you know, my, my career as a college athlete's over my career as a Greco Roman isn't, but also like, I, I am striving to vicariously live through my call the college athletes. So I would prefer that everybody go look at co um, the co athletes, the co college wrestlers instead of myself. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that, man. This is a really fun interview. Best of luck as you, uh, you know, you start your Greco career. Um, hope, hoping for the best at U 23s and, uh, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing, man. Obviously, great stuff is coming. You continue to progress. It's really impressive to watch. Thank you.